Hey guys, thank you for listening to Put Your Belt on America. Today, this is episode two, which is our first topic lesson, and it is on Has God Forgotten Me? My name is Nathaniel Adams, and today I have with me Hunter Cox and Oscar Munoz. Hunter, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you, Nathaniel? I'm doing pretty well. Oscar, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having us, man. No problem. I'm glad you're here. All right, guys, so what are we talking about today? Today, our topic of conversation is the topic of Has God Forgotten Me? And I kind of want to start us off with this conversation with this. Oscar, you ever felt forgotten in your life? Yeah, I could say there's definitely times when I've felt like, you know, maybe neglected, forgotten at times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Into that. Uh, I think on a personal level, on our day-to-day life, I mean, people tend to, you know, forget us, forget who we are. Um, but there's this kind of dark question that comes up, I think, in the life of every Christian or every person who's a believer, non-believer, and it's this question of, has God forgotten me? The one who created me, has he forgotten who I am? Let's let's take a minute and look at what the word forgotten really means. Uh, Merriam-Webster here, I'm going to credit them with these uh, definitions. Their website says, uh, forgotten has several definitions. One's just simply to lose remembrance of or be able to think or recall or forget someone, to treat with inattention or disregard, to ris- uh, disregard intentionally or overlook, to give up hope or to cease remembering or noticing, to forgive and forget. Um, Oscar, how do you feel about those definitions and associating, associating those maybe with God as our Father up in heaven? Well, I, I mean, you know, those definitions definitely... Um, give us a good kind of understanding of, of what you know you might feel like when when you feel that type of maybe neglect in your life but I think the really good thing about that is that and I hope that we can kind of elaborate on that as we go throughout this episode is that that God truly never forgets his mm-hmm. creation you know and 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 we'll talk about you know especially um, those who have and are seeking a good relationship with him, you know, those people are never forgotten by God. And I hope that we can really discuss that and help, you know, the listener of this episode to um, reaffirm that, that God really truly never forgets, you know, his creation and those who those who love him. Thank you. That's a very good thought there. And I want to ask this, you know, to those of you listening, you know, I want you to reflect, you know, when you want to think about that question, has God forgotten me? Where, where can you find that at? You know, is it in a self-help book? Is it with, in discussions with a theologist or with maybe your preacher or discussion with friends? Uh, but where do we know that's truly found, the answer to that question? It's really found in the Word of God, and that's exactly where we're going to look today. So, Oscar, who are we going to talk about a little bit in detail today? Well, uh, yeah. So um, definitely, like like you said, Hunter. I mean, we're going to find answers in in the Bible, you know, in God's Word, and, and where He can, um, where He shows us, you know, that that He remembers us, and what He's done to to uh, show us that He keeps us in His memory, you know. So we're going to talk about a few different characters. I think some really good characters to talk about, you know, and and what the trials that they went through, but yet. The fact that God remembered them. We'll be talking about Joseph uh, today. Uh, we'll talk about uh, a lady named Hannah, and then we'll also briefly touch on on Job, uh, a righteous man named Job as well. So I think those would be good starting uh, places to talk about the subject here. Awesome. So let's let's start off with our, our good uh, our good friend here, Joseph. So looking at Joseph, you know, if you wanted to find the scriptures for proof that God really doesn't forget His people. Uh, you'd have to turn to the book of Genesis for that. And it's chapter 37 is where it starts. And let's, let's kind of look at this. Um, where do we kind of start at in Joseph's life here, Oscar, in chapter 37? 
Well, yeah, so so the story of Joseph, as you know, many of you might know, um, Joseph was this young man who had a, had a lot of brothers, and Jacob is his father. Anyway, uh, Jacob showed certain favoritism towards Joseph. He um, he loved Joseph more than his other children, um, and he also, you know, he, he demonstrated that by giving Joseph a very special coat. If you remember, it was a coat that was made of many colors, and so definitely um, Jacob, his father, showed favoritism towards uh, Joseph, and because of this, you know, Jacob's brothers really hated him, but but uh, Joseph, he's this uh, favorite child, and um as we go throughout Genesis 37, moving on, you know, basically we, we learn the story of Joseph. And Joseph, he really had a lot of high points in his life, but there was also points in his life where he had those low moments. Those moments where you may, you know, he may have felt like maybe the world turned against him or maybe even felt like God had forgotten him. So that's what we'll be discussing here um, briefly in just a moment. And what what is it that we can learn from Joseph and, and how God took care of him during these moments? So the first, you know, low point, I mean, I think me and you both agree in Joseph's life is, you know, from the jealousy of his brothers. I mean, it ends up with him being sold into slavery, and he eventually finds himself in Egypt, you know, maybe the greatest, one of the greatest kingdoms on earth of this time. And, you know, it, it's easy to feel like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm a righteous person, and I'm living my life right, and, you know, my father's a man of God, and I'm trying to be a man of God, and look what's happening to me because of it. And maybe that's part of the reason why Joseph could have been, you know, I, I think it's safe to say he was definitely the favorite child. Um, and, you know, he's he's doing all these things right, and it's not him just kissing up to his father, but it's him trying to be a solid guy. And he, he could easily feel forgotten here. But what do we find happens to him, Oscar, when we get into Egypt here? Yeah, well, let, let's talk about some of those things you just mentioned. You know, we, we talk about how Joseph, he's his favorite child. He's hated by his brothers. Well, Joseph ends up, he's he's sold, well, before he's sold into slavery, he's actually thrown into a pit mm -hmm. um, by his brothers. And, you know, the his brothers were going to leave him there to die. But one of his brothers ends up changing, you know, his mind and, and says, look, they see this, this, um, uh, Midian um, band coming through, and they end up selling Joseph into slavery or into the to this um, Midian camp, and um, so they sell him. And as um, these uh, Midianites are traveling, they end up selling him into um, to this man from Egypt, and that man so happens to be uh, Potiphar. Potiphar ends up buying Joseph, and um, then that's where Joseph really begins to kind of. Um, really have kind of some higher points again in his life but can you imagine being hated by your brothers and you're thrown into this pit to be left for dead and and then you're sold by your brothers because they're jealous of you C could you imagine how that might make you feel to be forgotten you know by by your own family and joseph remember he's this young man so is joseph maybe thinking well you know Maybe God's forgotten me at this point. So we keep going in in, in this, and, and Joseph, he um, once again he he does really well. God blesses him while in Egypt. Um, God is with Joseph and and Potiphar, and he blesses his house, and Joseph really begins to rise up. But then shortly after, um, Joseph is thrown into jail, and really 
wrongfully thrown into jail, I might add. He's falsely accused of wanting to violate his master's wife. Um, and um, so he's thrown into jail. And once again, if you're Joseph, you might think, well, here I am, like you've mentioned. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good person trying to, to you know, uh, do what's right, trying to uh, please God. And yet I have these things going against me. I'm, I'm hated by my family. I'm sold into slavery, um, and now I've been thrown into jail wrongfully for falsely being accused of, of trying to violate my master's wife, you know. So here's a low point in Joseph's life, you know, and, and he might start thinking, well, has God forgotten me? So I, I think what, you know, what we're trying to look at here is that there are going to be times in our life where we're going to go through some hard times. Maybe there's going to be some hardships. There's going to be some challenges that we face but what is it that's going to help us to get through these moments and, and let's talk about that hunter so what else can we add to um you know if we keep going on with joseph's story what 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 do we know about how his life plays out further on well i think ultimately it kind of goes back to his focus um you know he was a man who was righteous who strived to walk with god and god is going to remember his own as, as we talked about well kind of get a chance maybe to look at some verses later on that but you know he was a righteous man accused of sleeping with his master's wife i mean that's something he easily could have been killed for but look at what happens later in genesis chapter 41 uh you can see you know you look at this story where joseph is kind of having these visions and that's kind of what gets him in trouble with his brothers in the first place but he's kind of been given this gift it seems by god and he's seeing kind of these things that are to come and it's suddenly where the providence of God basically leads it to where those visions are needed to get him out of jail. Um, we see where he now is running into a baker and a butler. Um, and he, he basically, correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, he basically helps these guys with their visions. He helps them interpret the visions. And the butler's like, hey, you know, uh, thank you. And then Joseph basically says, look, you, you need to remember me. Uh, when you leave, remember me. He says that in 40 verse 14 of Genesis. Remember me. Do not forget me. And what happens from there, Oscar? Yeah, well, so after Joseph interprets the dreams for these two men, you know, the butler and the baker, and, and he goes on and tells them what would happen. Well, the butler's released from jail, and, you know, Joseph tells him, remember me. And, and two years go by, and Joseph is left. He's forgotten in the jail. And, you know, once again, Joseph is probably thinking, wow, look at my awful life here. You know, I did something good for this man, and and yet here I, I sit in jail for two more years being forgotten. Well, it just so happens that after those two years, the, the master, you know, the ruler of Egypt at that time, Pharaoh, he has this dream. And no, none of his wise men are able to interpret that dream, so then... The butler remembers that, hey, there was a guy in, when I was in jail two years ago, and I had a dream, and he was able to tell me what that dream was and, and what it meant, the interpretation of it. And so they go, they call Joseph out of jail, and Joseph comes to Pharaoh. And one thing else that I really wanted to mention was that Joseph gives God the credit for the interpretation of this of this dream. Back in Genesis 20, uh, 41, verse 16, 
Joseph would go on to say, you know, that God was going is going to get or God, he's giving God, excuse me, he's giving God the credit for being able to interpret that. So I think mm-hmm. that's just great. That's magnificent on on Joseph's part. You know, he could have he could have played this out like, oh look, this is a special gift that I have, or you know. I'm, I'm wiser than all your wise men, you know, and, and therefore, you know, you should bless me in some way. No, Joseph doesn't do that. He, he gives credit to where, you know, credit is due and that's, that's to God. So, so anyway, he goes on, he interprets this dream, you know, talks about how there's going to be seven years of feast and seven years of famine. And sure enough, Joseph interprets a dream. Those 14 years go by. That's exactly what happens. And, and so once again, Joseph, he begins to have you know another high point in life um if you know the story of joseph pharaoh would basically bless him and make him as second in command of all of egypt you know Mm -hmm. so in all this when, when we look at joseph's story you know there's times that you can probably probably relate to in your life joseph being hated by his family being you know um maybe envied being forgotten when he's in jail for two years what is it that helped joseph get through these times and and i think you've already mentioned that hunter it's this relationship that joseph had with with god with his creator that's what helped him make it through these times um and over in genesis chapter 50 verse 20 we we read a passage here that that talks about um, I think that's something that would be helpful for Joseph. But this is what it says in Genesis fifty twenty. But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. So Joseph is talking to his brothers, and his brothers did mean it for evil. They had wicked plans. They had plans to kill Joseph. And through everything that Joseph had to go through, you know, that was God's plan all along. God used Joseph to bless Egypt, but not just to bless Egypt. If you know the, the Bible story, God used Joseph to bless the nation of Israel. He would go on. His father, Jacob, would come to the land of Egypt. They would prosper. They would have food. And that's where the children of Israel, the nation of Israel, would begin and that was God's plan all along. So when you look at Joseph's story, you know, sure, there was times where Joseph probably felt that he had been abandoned, neglected, maybe even forgotten by God. But yet, we see there in uh, Genesis 50, verse 20, God had a plan, and he meant it for good. And I want to touch on this because I think this is something that as we go through the rest of these characters and we go through the rest of this episode, something to really to keep in mind, um, to keep in mind as we, you know, for, for a child of God, Romans chapter 8, 28 is a, is a passage that I really like, but I think it's a passage that can sometimes be uh, misinterpreted, can be given uh, a meaning that it doesn't have. But just listen, Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. So I want you to listen to that for just a minute. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God. You know, a lot of people might sit there and read that verse or hear that verse and see and, and think, Oh, yeah, I love God. Or, or yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian. 
So that means that my life is supposed to be good, just like that passage says. Well, that is what the passage says, but you need to have, you need to look at the context and you need to study and, and really know what this passage is talking about. This is talking about having a good life when you love God, but I think it really has a spiritual connotation to it. It's not all about physical blessings. It's not about having a a clear path in life where, where nothing goes wrong, where all your problems are solved, where you never face harsh times. When you have a relationship with God and you walk according to His ways, you, you do His commandments, that's when God promises that you're going to have a good life. And it's, it's talking about a spiritually good life. And we know we, we could go in a lot of different directions, but God promises a good life for those who are obedient to Him. And not a physical life, but an eternal life. And, and I think that's what, what kept Joseph um, going through these difficult times was the fact that, that Joseph knew that he had been obedient to God, even in, in you know, in, in the, the woman who falsely, who accused him of trying to violate him. Joseph knew that he had not done that, and Joseph knew that he couldn't sin against God. And so we can see that Joseph had this good relationship with God. And if we want God to bless us, if we want to be comforted, if we want to be remembered during difficult times in our life, we have to remember, we have to seek a good relationship with God. Hunter, do you have any other comments on maybe yeah, something um, regarding Joseph or anything definitely. else? Definitely, and you know, a lot of things you said there sparked some things in my mind, and I think, you know, going back to the focus that we have to have on our relationship with God, part of that focus, too, is realizing that this life is just temporary. Everything that Joseph went through, everything that we're going to look at here in a minute that Job went through, and the struggles that Hannah had, and you know, even other people that we can look at um, throughout the scriptures, but the struggles they went through were not eternal. Um, the things that they went through were only for a moment, and we see that God allows them to get back on their feet. Paul's a great example. Paul went through more tribulation than probably any of the apostles in the New Testament. Uh, you can see, you know, the, the beatings that he endured, the shipwrecks, the being run out of town, being a fugitive uh, from, you know, the law. And he, he still persevered, persevered, and he found a way to make good of that. And I think, you know, that verse that you read, Genesis 50, verse 20, you know, where ultimately he realizes that everything was, was all good. It was part of God's plan. It was part of his purpose. And maybe, you know, when we look at the struggles we face at, humans maybe it's you know you lost a job or you have a hard time finding work alcoholism it's lust it could be drugs bad luck you could have lack of support groups and lack of good christian friends and family or it could just be the constant struggle of choosing christ over the lies that satan throws at you every day but those are things that god sometimes puts in our lives to make us stronger uh, we know that all trials basically produce patience in our lives i believe james chapter 1 early on says um, but ultimately you know I, I want to encourage whoever's listening to this and all, all my friends and family and uh, Oscar and Nathaniel and all these guys are doing these great series of podcasts remember 
is that our eternal reward is later. It's not now. We're, we're not living for now. It's easy to get that way sometimes because it's easy to get stressed. I mean, Oscar's a working man. I'm a working man. I mean, if I lost my job, I would have some serious questions. I would lose a lot of confidence. Um, and it would be easy to sit there and point the finger at the person who ultimately controls everything, which is, is God. He's the ultimate one in control. And it's easy sometimes to, I think, sit there and point the finger, and Joseph could have done it, and say, God, why, why have you let me down? Why, why have you done this to me? But we got to remember, it, it's for a purpose, and God puts us through different things on life for, for a reason. That's basically what I wanted to say. So, Oscar, uh, you got any more comments on Joseph? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and everything you just said, really, I feel like is spot on. And I, I do want to hit back on Romans chapter eight twenty eight in just a moment, but I want to talk about these other two examples i don't want to spend as much time maybe as we did on uh, as we did on joseph but mm -hmm. i want to talk about these two other examples because we see good characters such as hannah and job who also faced difficult trials in their lives and let's just face it every single one of us can relate to that we've all had rainy days we've all had days where things didn't work out in our favor where you know it seems like everything in life is just going wrong and it's easy to get down during those times, but we have to remember God never forgets us. And especially if we are his children, if we're loyal, faithful to him, God won't forget you. Just think about Hannah. Um, you could find her story in 1 Samuel chapter 1. You have this lady who uh, is married to this man named Elkanah. And during this period of time, you know, this man, he has two wives and one of them happens to be Hannah. Well, Hannah is barren. She, she, you know, the Bible tells us that God closed up her womb, so she doesn't have a child. Well, she is basically, she's made fun of by uh, Penina, which is Elkanah's second wife, because, you know, she's not able to have children. And so you think about Hannah being a woman, you know, one of the greatest gifts that a woman you know, is able to produce and to have in life is and, to I mean, to bear a child. And that was their main responsibility back then too. It was to be mothers and to be homemakers and that was their life. Yeah, um, and that's yeah. their sole purpose. And that fact that she couldn't do that had to be devastating. Exactly. And and so she's you can imagine how much anguish she's in, not at being able to have children. Well she makes this a great prayer uh, in first Samuel one there in verse eleven like we talked about she makes a, a, a vow basically to God, and she she makes this vow uh, stating, If you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. So she basically makes this vow to God, God, I plead with you, if you won't forget me, if you'll remember me and my the anguish I'm in, if you'll bless me with a child, I'll, I will dedicate him to you. Well, God hears her prayers like he hears our prayers. And he blesses Hannah with a child. Later on in verse 20, the child is born. And then in verse 28, Hannah makes good on her vow. In verse 28, she would go on and dedicate her son Samuel to God for the remainder of his life. So, yes, just like Hannah, she's going through a rough time in her life. She's having um, a hard time not being, you know, not being able to conceive a child. 
and and she might think you know well, well what is life good for you know if i can't have a child and she's ridiculed by by you know uh, penina well because she's faithful to god she knows that god is able to provide and in this case god provided a physical blessing and that was samuel her son but once again i want to tie it back to because hannah was faithful Hannah was a child of God. She believed in God. She trusted in God. And just like Joseph did during his hard times, he trusted in God. And so that's what it takes. It takes us trusting that God is going to help us through. And we've already read that passage in Romans chapter 8 where it talks about that, you know, all things work together for good for those who love God. And that, that's exactly right. And, and you know, before we move on and talk about some other things, I want to look at Job's story right quick. If you know Job, Job was this righteous man. We're told that in Job chapter 1 and verses 1 and verse 8, Job is talked about he's a righteous man, a man who who was really perfect in the sight of God. You know, so, so Job is this good, upstanding man. And Job, it would seem like his life was just perfect. He has everything going for him. He has children. He has servants. He's blessed with riches. He has money. He, he has everything. It doesn't seem like anything is going wrong. Well, if you know the story of Job, everything suddenly goes wrong. Job's, all of his livestock die. All of his servants are killed. Um, his children, his ten children are killed in one single day. Hunter, could, can you imagine going through that? I could, could, have you ever experienced anything bad like that in your life? Never in my life could I imagine having to go through something like that. You know, just recently married, I couldn't imagine if anything happened to my wife or my parents or, or my friends. Something that devastating where your entire life, you know, is almost, it seems like, destroyed in one single day. I, it, it, was, it was so much that he went through between that, losing basically everything he owned, and then on top of that, you know, his wife decided to turn against God, someone that he married probably for the sole purpose of her heart. Her heart has now changed and said, look, you know, you need to curse God. Basically, she's proclaiming, I don't yeah. love God anymore. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm turning my back on him, and you should too. And ultimately, she dies because of that. And it would have been so easy for Job to say, look, God's forgotten me, so I'm going to curse him. But that certainly wasn't the case. Because you look early on in Job, why was Job even in this situation in the first place? Yeah, yeah, and you know, and so many of us we complain about a bad day at work, right? We yeah. we complain because something, you know, there was a high price at the store or whatever it is. We complain about trivial things like that, and yet Job, you know, his children die, his servants, his his wife turns against him and God, and what is it that helped Job get through this time? Well, we don't have time to go through the whole book of Job. You know, there's 42 <laughs> chapters yeah. in it. That yeah. would take that us a would long be, time. That would be a whole season of these podcasts. Yeah, maybe. yeah. I'd, I think that's a great podcast. Yeah, so there, there's an idea there. Maybe we'll <laughs> hit that one time. But but anyway, you know, so basically Job, he's approached by his friends. His friends give him really poor advice. And as we go on at the uh, towards the end of the book of Job, Job has several conversations with God. And... God essentially, uh, you know, kind of puts Job in his place, and Job comes to a good understanding that that God is really in control. And I think that's what we need to understand: is that sometimes we think, you know, God doesn't care about me, or, or God doesn't, you know, 
he doesn't remember me. Who who am I that my that this you know creator is going to remember someone like me? Well, the truth is that is that he does, and Job was reminded about that through these conversations that he has with God. Anyway, the story ends up Job is is blessed greatly. He would go on to have double the yeah. amount of what you know he had previously. So, a lot of donkeys and cows. Yeah, and stuff. that's that, that, that's right. That had to be a lot of a lot of feed, you know, that he'd have to get and, and servants and all that. But but Job is greatly blessed by God, and once again, I tie it back to what's said it at the beginning of the book of Job. Job was this upright man. He was a a righteous man. And that's what it takes if we want God to bless us and we want to be remembered by God. We have to seek to have this good relationship with him just like Joseph did, just like Hannah did, just like Job did. So I think those are three characters in the Bible that we could you know, briefly look at, at their lives and, and the different tribulations that they went through and and what it is that we can learn from them, you know. So, so I hope those things, in a sense, help us. And maybe in some way we can relate, you know, to some of the struggles that they faced. And, and how that can help us in our own personal lives. And, and how that can encourage us, you know. Um, but I want to talk about a few other things. But, but Hunter, do you have any other comments as, as far as maybe some of, you know, something else from, from these the examples of these three uh, characters we just listed? Yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, these, these, you know, two between Hannah and Job, I mean, it comes down to ultimately as well, and this came up earlier when we were talking about Joseph, is their priorities, what, where their heart truly was. It was with God. It, it wasn't on themselves. And, you know, I, I want to encourage you guys listening, like I said earlier, I mean, I, I, I hope that you guys in your life um, can consider you know, you to be someone like this who's putting God first and, and trusting in Him. And I know, I mean, I know Oscar in your life, and probably as well as mine, it don't always seem like that is the case. Sometimes we get wrapped up in ourselves, but we're carnal, we're human, and we're not perfect. So when you start to feel like you're slipping up, when you start to feel like you're making mistakes, just know that you're human, okay? Um, you know, we see that everyone except for Christ was not perfect. Christ is the only perfect person uh, that ever walked the earth, and you are not Christ. So you're going to make mistakes. Um, and you're going to feel alone, and you're going to feel like you've been forgotten sometimes, but you can't. You need to persevere and keep your heart on God and your eyes on God. Um, and, I mean, there's other examples, too. I mean, you could look at Noah. I mean, Noah is someone that I have here written down in my notes that you could talk about being forgotten. Man, just blatantly disrespected what God asked him to do. He was told to go to Nineveh. Nineveh, I would imagine, to be like the worst city ever in the world in like history. That, that's what it sounds like when I read the Word of God and read the story back in, you know, uh, excuse me, I'm just thinking Jonah. Yeah. Jonah, sorry, I, I said Noah. Yeah, that, that's Jonah, a common Jonah. mistake, ain't that, Nathaniel? <laughs> Jonah, Jonah and the story of Nineveh. Um, but, you know, if you look at that story, Jonah is told and blatantly disrespects what God has asked him to do. He said, go and preach to this wicked people. And Noah's like, eh, I don't think so. And then ultimately Noah you know, gets cast in the ocean by his shipmates, swallowed by a fish. I mean, he easily could have felt forgotten by God because, honestly, if God chose to forgotten him, he pretty much deserved it. Yeah, um, yeah, but right. yet God still hears him and still recognizes, look, you serve a bigger purpose and you have a repentant heart. I'm going to save you from this situation and let you go. And we see what happens to Nineveh. The people 
were absolutely shocked by the message that that uh, Jonah brought. I nearly said Noah again. <laughs> you know, um, you know, Rachel. Similar story to Hannah. You got you know the two wives here of Jacob, Joseph's uh, you know dad, and Rachel was barren, and that was the one that Jacob loved the most. But God blessed her too. The thief on the cross being remembered, uh, you know, for his you know he was being crucified there with Christ, and ultimately, you know. He stands up for Christ. You know, he sticks his neck out for Christ. Everyone in that crowd there is blatantly blaspheming Christ. And this one man who's up there, also being scourged and beaten, sticks his neck out and says, Look, I believe who you are, basically. And then Christ says, Look, I'm going to remember you one day. And we can be assured it'll be cool one day, you know, if we live our lives right and we get to heaven, to see someone like the thief on the cross, someone who lived their entire lives probably in a certain manner, at the end of his life, he came to the realization, look, I, I, I want to change. And I realize who you truly are. Um, so God God doesn't forget you. You know, he put he, he allows you to go through struggles. He doesn't tempt you. That's Satan's job. You know, but God is someone who he, he wants you to persevere and wants you to be strong. If you never went through a single experience in your life, are you going to be a very strong Christian? I mean, I, I don't think so. Ultimately, that type of trial and tribulation is going to make you the man or woman of God that you need to be. So whenever you fall into that temptation, as James says, you know, let, let it make you better. Let it produce patience. Let it be something that makes you the Christian that God wants you to be. And, you know, it's, it's not by mistake that you feel that way. You know, it's part of God's plan ultimately at the end of the day. Some things, you know, be, may be, you know, direct uh, providence that he wants you to go through and some of it may just be the simple walks of life that you've made a choice and it's 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 you it's you at the end of the day who's put you, yourself in this situation so consider it you know and let it make you strong and better and that's kind of my comments on these stories we've looked at yeah yeah and you know hunter i think those are some really good points that you bring out and you know just to kind of touch on uh keep going on what hunter has said how is it that we can know for sure that god hasn't forgotten you know, how is it that you in your own life can ask yourself and, and, and truly know that, that God remembers who you are? Well, I think a passage, you know, that everyone almost, you know, most everyone in the whole world, you know, knows is John 3.16. I was thinking of that one you earlier, know, too. I yeah. mean, I think that's, that's a great passage. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life, right? That is how you know that God hasn't forgotten you because he sent his own son to die for you so that you could be saved of your sins and so that one day you can live with him eternally. If, I mean, you know, that is the greatest gift that you and I have as, you know, as mankind. Hunter, have you ever gotten a gift that could compare to that? No. The, the closest gift I could ever compare to that is my dog, and he's nowhere close to that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's and it, it's interesting because, you know, if you compare the two words, we just, you, you brought up the word love there. God so loved the world. It doesn't say he forgot the world. Those words are almost polar opposite. That's right. You yeah. know, you, you're not going to forget someone you love, you know. I love my parents. I love my wife. I love my friends. You know, I love my church congregation that I go to. I love, you know, my fellow man. Uh, whether they're in sin or not, it doesn't mean I approve of it. But I love everyone. You know, I, I realize that each person's a soul. You know, if I love people, I'm not going to forget about them. You know, and that that's something. If God's willing to send the ultimate gift, basically himself, his son, 
part of the Trinity, you know, the God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, He sends part of that to die for you, then He has not forgotten you at all. And it takes faith to believe in that. Yeah, and Hunter, that's exactly right. And I think you make a great point. And, and, you know, love and forgetfulness, those two words don't go together, right? You don't forget someone that you love. So you bring up that, that point on love. And I wanted to think about John chapter 14, verse 23, because Jesus is talking about what it means to love him and the Father. And this is what it says. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. We already know that God, we already know that Jesus loves us. He loves me. He loves you. If you're listening to this podcast, Jesus loves you because he gave his life for you. The Father, God, He loves you because He gave His only Son so that you could be saved from your sins. Now it's up to us to show that love back to God. And no, there's nothing that we could ever give to God to repay Him for the great gift that He's given us. But He does tell us that if we love Him, we have to do something. What is that that we have to do, Hunter? Uh, to love him yeah we got to keep his word I mean follow his commandments yeah do what he says and where do we find those we find those commandments we find that in his word in the Bible in the in the gospel that's where we find how we can have this relationship with God so as we get to a close here you know I, I want to kind of tie all that back to the characters that we looked at just a few moments ago these were people who loved God because they were righteous they were good people who sought a relationship with God Joseph Damon demonstrated that in his obedience to God Hannah demonstrated that in her trust and her faith to God by dedicating her her child you know to raising him up to be obedient and 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 Job definitely demonstrated that in his faithfulness his loyalty to God when things went awful in his life Joseph trusted Put his faith in God and, and he remained this upright man so yes God remembers us but if we want to have these blessings if we want to be comforted by the fact that God isn't going to forget you and you want to have a good life like we talked about earlier Romans 8 verse 28 we have to put forth that you have to put forth that and that comes through our obedience to God and and, and I think that's what it's going to take. You know, even though the world, it may seem like it turns against us, maybe, you know, we have challenges that we're facing and we're not sure how we're going to get through them and we might feel abandoned. I'm here to tell you that God never forgets you. He's given His Son for you. Um, even in 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 4, we're told that God... He wants everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. That's that's you. That's me. God wants you to be saved. And he's demonstrated that to, to his people throughout time. He continues to demonstrate that to us even today. And one other passage that I thought maybe would um, you know, be good to kind of wrap, wrap this episode on was um, a psalm. Psalm chapter 34 and verse 17. It reads... The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears, and delivers them out of all their troubles. You know what, Hunter? 
if you're righteous, if you're a child of God, when you cry out to Him, when you're in need, when you're facing challenges in your life, guess what? If you cry out to God, He's going to hear you. Isn't that comforting to know that? It is, because uh, I think every time you know that I pray, probably that you pray, Nathaniel prays, and you know all you listening pray, it's oftentimes a cry for help. You know, we're not perfect. We need help. Um, we fall short on a day-to-day basis. Uh, some days are better than others, and then some days, you know, we we have you know good days where we can say, you know what, you know, I, I'm I'm got my life, you know, in a way that you know God would be pleased with, you know, throughout the entirety of the day. And there's moments where we let our thoughts get the best of us and let Satan get the best of us, but. It's comforting to know that every time you come to God with that, that he, He's got you. He's got your back. He's listening to you. Because there's sometimes, you know, there's there's a joke that, uh, you know, it sometimes says, like, ah, oh, the prayer didn't make it past the ceiling or, you know. But, you know, if your heart's right when you pray to God, it, it always makes it past the ceiling. It, it's always going to be heard, and it's amazing. You know, there's, there's billions of people in the world today, and... If all of us were to pray to him, he's gonna hear you if your heart's right. Yeah, and he, he's not that now that answer may not always be yes. You may you know, you may be in desperate need of a job or something. You know, that's a thing that I brought up. And you may pray to God, Lord, give me a job and he his he's gonna hear you, but it's not always gonna be yes. Yeah, because it's not always in our time, right? Yeah. God God's time his timing, his his planning is different. And we may not always know you know, how God is going to answer us, but we can rest assured that God, He remembers His children. He remembers those who are faithful, those who are righteous. And like the conclusion of that verse says, He delivers them out of all their troubles. Isn't that such a comforting thought to know that you and I can be delivered from challenges in our life, be delivered from hardships that we might face? But once again, we, it goes back to being righteous, just like that verse talks about. And the characters that we looked at, yeah, they had times where they sinned. They had times where they fell short, just like we all do. But if we seek to to be remembered by God, we have to we have to work in this relationship. Remember, we've already talked about how God demonstrated his love for us. Now it's our turn. It's your turn. It's my turn to demonstrate my love to God, and that's through our obedience. So, I hope that this episode has been beneficial. I hope that you can take some things I hope this can help to encourage you to know that you're not alone, to know that you aren't forgotten, and especially not by God, because God remembers those that he love, loves, and that's you and I. And, and I'm thankful for that every day, and I hope that you can be as well. Um, so that's all the thoughts I had on it. Uh, Hunter, do you have any closing thoughts that you want to make uh, comments on? No, I, I think that that's good to wrap it up. Oz, thanks for all your, your study, um, you know, and thanks for being well prepared you know to bring plenty of examples for this and nathaniel thank you for getting this together as well and i'm gonna go ahead and hand it over to you yeah guys uh that was a great lesson um you know it's a common topic today that it's and it's mostly an unspoken topic people aren't going to come out and say that they think god's forgotten them but a lot of times people will feel that way and it's it's uh something that more people might feel that at a time than you would really know so it's something to go over and it's, it's good to go over and i'm glad you guys did and you did it very well uh, thanks everyone for listening to episode two. Um, so the next time we release an episode, it'll be episode three and it's going to be our first current event topic. Thank you very much.